But I'm not the only one I hope someday you'll join us And the world will live as guess we're going to imagine this morning uh, a new world and then we're going to hustle our way through it. (laughs) Good morning. This is Craig on Rainbow Radio on KXFM 104.7. Back again this week. 
I just, you just can't get rid of me. I'm here every week. Uh, it's another uh, warm day as the weather. I like to hit off first. It's, um, well, there's a lot of weather news. It says a rain showers this morning with overcast skies during the afternoon hours. High around 80, not too bad. Winds south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of rain 50% locally. Heavy rainfall possible. I've been waiting for that rainfall heavy for the last day and a half, I think. And it hasn't hit us, but um, um, that's okay. That's okay. And then that coming up this week, which is always important. Oh, where's the humidity? I always like to see that. 74%. That's what I thought. Hmm. Very high humidity. And, and c- coming up through the week, uh, our highs are going to be in the 70s, which is uh, which is fine. It's okay. And But it says um, cloudy most of the week with some rain. Hurricane Kim, I guess, uh, skirted past us. So we were expecting some high surges along the beach, and uh, I think it all went well. I didn't hear any bad news. So that's the, that's the weather. Got that out of the way. Anyway, hope you're having a good Saturday morning here in SoCal. I have one big announcement, which I, you'll probably hear about as we move forward into until October 26th. If you haven't heard, it's uh, KX Fest on Wednesday, October 26th, celebrating 10 years here, of which I have participated, I think, four years at the KXFM radio. So I'm I'm getting some uh, some grandfathering time in here. Anyway, it's at the Festival of the Arts uh, facility here in Laguna Beach, a full casino, a silent auction, artists creating masterpieces. That's what I want to see. I want to see the art. I want to see the process, you know. I remember the most exciting thing about cars. I loved cars when I was in high school and, you know, everyone had to have their super sport, 396, uh, four speed on the floor, Muncie transmission, close ratio, uh, yeah, uh, high compression, all that good stuff. Um, but I found it more interesting to go to uh, the car manufacturing plant, which is <laughs> which is now where they make uh, uh, Teslas, but it was in Fremont and it was a GM plant. And I remember going there as a kid and watching the cars being put together. I thought that was more fascinating than anything. So you can go here and watch the artists put together their art, which I think that's going to be a very fascinating thing to see them in their creative process as, as opposed to just seeing the finished product. It's uh, interesting to see how they put it all together. I didn't realize as an artist that they put layer upon layer of art and it's the subtleties of those layers that make a lot of the depth, bring a lot of the depth and meaning to their artistic message. How's that? <laughs> then uh, besides art, there'll be the artist ism artistry i guess artistry of music which is four amazing bands which will be teardrop top shelf brass band kayakas which is uh i don't know much about kayakas but they're listed there flashback heart attack and tickets are on sale at 85 dollars at kxfmradio.org click the banner at the top of the page or text 1047 to 949 which just happens to be our request line so you can uh, text our request line, which is 949-715-5936, and you text 10047 and, um, to get tickets. And it's that, again, is October 26th uh, at the Festival of Arts. I don't see the time on that thing. I think it's 6 o'clock. 
this is start time. Anyway, that's coming up in October. All the details, though, will be on the website. So be sure to check that out. Oh, uh, yes. So let's jump right into On This Day in History. I love On This Day, this week in history, On This Day in History. There were some interesting things. We had some interesting news this week. Of course, we lost the Queen. And there's been a lot of commentary about it. Um, but let's skip the Queen for now. Let's just go right to this day in history. This day, this week. Yes. Shout out to everyone over at the Saturday market. Uh, it's 75, right now it's 75 degrees in Laguna and about 80% humidity and overcast. It's, it feels like a Hawaii day early in the morning when you first get up when I lived there for a while where it's very, hum, there's a lot of humidity in the air and you can smell the ocean. And I don't know, it's very reminiscent of Hawaii. Um, can't see very far out over the ocean this morning. I always check for you. You know, I got to check. I got to check and you can see Catalina Island and you can't see Catalina Island. That's my, my, that's my barometer. So moving on this week in history. Yes, uh, September 10th. That is today. Well, we're into September. So this is the end of the third quarter, right? Yeah, we're coming. This is the last month of the third quarter of 2022. Man, we didn't waste any time this year. Moving right along. So, okay, in, in 1996, the United States Senate passed a Defense of Marriage Act. Ugh. Mm. Excuse me there. <laughs> it passed very powerfully, 85 to 14, and rejects prohibiting employment discrimination. So they, they thought you should be able to discriminate. Based on sexual orientation and the private sector, 49 uh, to 50. So uh, the Defense of Marriage Act says that uh, they don't allow gay marriage. And that was in 96. Of course, that got deemed unconstitutional a few years later. But anyway, that's what was happening there for a while. In 2002, Detroit uh, versus Minister of Welfare, the Population Development and population development, the Constitutional Court of South Africa rules that same-sex couples must be allowed to adopt children jointly in 2002. How about that? Uh, Africa is a huge continent, and its um, LGBTQ issues are as crazy from one country to the next. It, 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 there's no rhyme or reason. They're just all over the map, literally. And figuratively. And moving along to September on this day in history, on 1961, KQED, that's a radio station, I believe it's a, it was more jazz-oriented, in San Francisco broadcasts The Rejected. <coughs> uh, the first, oh, no, that's a, a, a television station. I'm sorry. apologize for that. The first man-made for television documentary about homosexuality and American television. Okay, that's 61. That's pretty progressive. Uh, in 1976, a, a California Court of Appeals upholds lewd conduct, conduct convictions, this, get this, of two men arrested for kissing. Oh, my gosh. In public. Oh, no. 
in a parked car at a freeway rest stop, probably on I-5, both are ordered to register as sex offenders. Now, that's, that's worthy of sex offending. Yes, kissing. Imagine that. Two men kissing. If they were in France or in Italy, two men kissing, no one would give it a second thought. Uh, moving along, on September 12th in LGBTQ history, in 1964, Chip Kidd, U.S. author, editor, and graphic designer, perhaps best known for the iconic cover of the novel Jurassic Park and Batman Black and White, is born near West Lawn, Pennsylvania. In 1970, Lola, I remember this song, I hate to say it, 1970, when it was first popular i'm dating myself a little bit song about transvestism enters the billboard top 40 where it stays for 12 weeks lola la 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 lola oh my it, it tells a wonderful fun story mm, uh, lola if you haven't listened to it go go to uh spotify and, and bring it up and listen to it listen to the words in 1992, Anthony Perkins, star of Hitchcock's Psycho, you know, the one about his mother that he preserved and thought she was still alive, very weird, <laughs> as only a Hitchcock movie could be, dies in Hollywood at the age of 60 from AIDS. Though married and to photographer Barry uh, Berenson for 20 years, the actor was known around Hollywood to be bisexual. Imagine that. I always figured he was just a flaming, um, well, anyway. I shall move along to September 13th. In 1977, Soap premiered on ABC with the then-known Billy Crystal playing Jody Dallas, one of TV's first prominent and sympathetic gay characters. Now, that's where they had, at that time, they would have straight actors playing gay characters because that was the accepted way to do it, you know. They did that for a number of years. In 1996, uh, in the U.S. Congress, a bill that would be would ban employment discrimination against lesbians and gay men is defeated by one vote. Uh, in 96, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, last hundred years. Anyway, uh, we're in the 2000s. Okay, 1997, moving forward, the newly crowned Miss America, Kate Schindel, vows to dedicate her term to youth HIV prevention. When schools rein her in, she later tells Pause Magazine, sometimes I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. I'm 97, but good for her for trying. She, yeah. In 2010, Chief of the Defense of Forces of Australia, Angus Houston, issues an order lifting the ban on transgender personnel. In 2010, how about that? In Australia. Wow. Moving. You just never know. And moving along to September 14th on its, this day in history. In 1953, Alfred Kinsey's sexual behavior in the human female goes on sale, reporting that Two to six percent of females aged 20 to 35 were more or less exclusively homosexual in experience response. Ooh. <laughs> but that for 53, that's pretty wild. In 1970, in New York City, Gay Activists Alliance stages the first 
of an orchestrated campaign of zaps in protest of continuing police harassment heckling Mayor John Lindsay as he enters the Metropolitan Opera House for its opening night gala. Why were they after Mayor heckling John Lindsay? I wish I should have done a little research on it for you. That I draw blank on. <sighs> Sorry, 1979 Education Arbitration Board in Smeaton, Saskatchewan, orders Don Jones to be reinstated in his teaching job after he was fired for being gay. In 1979, that's pretty, you know, Canada is pretty progressive in, in a lot of ways when it comes to those kind of issues. In 1989, seven ACT UP members infiltrate the stock exchange and chain themselves to the VIP balcony above the trading floor. A banner unhurls, sell, welcome. Four days later, the company lowers the price of AZT to $6,400 per year. Uh, I suppose that's a pharmaceutical that had a huge price on AZT. And ACT UP was quite an organization. Um, <clears throat> I guess they were much like, uh, I want to say, Katie. that goes before Congress and outs all the... Hmm. Yeah, okay, I digress. In 1999, Iowa, 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 Governor Tom Vilsack issues an executive order prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity in the public sector. That's in 1999. Very progressive in the Midwest, in Iowa. Now we're moving along to September 15th in LGBTQ history. In 1969, Gay Power, New York's first homosexual newspaper, I hate when they say homosexual, and the first publication to emerge from the post-Stonewall movement publishes its premier issue. In 1988, ACT UP prohibits MoMA's show of graphic photos of people with AIDS by celebrating celebrated photographer Nicholas Nixon, who is neither gay nor afflicted. The artist makes people with AIDS look like freaks, like sickly, helpless victims. In the most fatalistic sense of the word, Michael Kemmerlin writes in the New York Times. In 1996, the European Parliament approves a resolution calling for an end to all discrimination and or inequality of treatment concerning homosexuals in every country of the European Union. Huh. I wonder how that's progressing. <laughs> it's kind of back and forth still to this day. And that was in 96. They um, started working on that. In 2011, the government of Australia announces new passport guidelines that will allow intersex people to select X as their gender identifier. Only intersex people may select X. Transgender people must still select either male or female. Hmm. And moving right along to uh, September 16th in LGBTQ history in 1994, at the insistence of the U.S., the United Nations suspends its International Lesbian and Gay Association, IGLA, 
from observer status because allegations of IGLA members include groups that promote pedophilia. And that's really was controversial, but um, IGLA got reinstated. Uh, apparently, they had a group a section of their membership was MAMBLA, which is men and boys. Um, it was <laughs> an organization that felt that um, older men and younger boys should get together regardless of any age restrictions. And unfortunately, they didn't realize they were part of their membership. And they got them, they re rescinded the membership and they got back. But IGLA does a lot of things on the international stage and they're very important uh, in uh, LGBTQ rights on a global level with the United Nations presently. And they have a huge agenda and they do a lot of wonderful things. But in 94, they had a hiccup. So I, I don't I even hate to mention it. I shouldn't have mentioned it. In 2004, Manitoba becomes the fifth of Canada's, Canada's providence to, or territories to have legal same-sex marriage. Neither the federal or provincial governments opposed the lawsuit filed by three couples, one of whom had previously filed the suit for same-sex marriage in 1974. And that concludes on this day in history. We'll take a short music break and be back with some international news of international importance.
Chosen family. Um, that's a. What happened here? That's. That song is. Uh, it, it's a message about your family and uh, so many gay people. I think uh, they have a situation where they don't necessarily have the best family, and it's because there's, a, I guess, a lack of understanding. Whatever. So I, I wrote an article about that. 
and related it to why gay bars have been so popular for that reason. They've become the new home or a, ho a pseudo home. Uh, and uh, the people that, that often go there, that becomes their family or their substitute family. Anyway, I'm going to uh, submit that this week to uh, Stu News as a column. So we'll see. Hopefully they'll publish it and uh, you can see what my commentary is about if, if you're interested in that. Anyway, there I... Uh, I failed to mention that coming up this next weekend is a big event that you probably about 35,000 gays get together every year here locally in Anaheim. And uh, that is Gay Days in Anaheim. It's September 16th through the 18th. It starts Friday and it starts uh, 8 p.m. on uh, or noon to 8 p.m. on Friday. Uh, and it starts at the uh, Di Disney's Grand California Hotel. So it's the whole weekend at uh, Disney, and there's they've got events all all weekend long. Um, but the cent the the central location is the uh, Disney's Grand California Hotel, and um, it's in the Trillium Room is the first uh, welcome event, and it's free. So I know usually when you think of Disney. You think, well, you know, it's probably kind of expensive. Like so many things, Disney-esque are very expensive, you know. So, uh, yeah, so uh, that's, uh, they, the events go on. So Friday, there are things going on all day from noon to 8. At 3 p.m., there's the, a Disney Presents Dancing with the Stars with Bruno Tonoli. And at 5 p.m., uh, there's a cocktail hosted by Disney Pride, and it's free. And at 6 p.m. at the Grand California Hotel, there is Deja Sky. Now, they do charge for this. It's Their tickets are 35 to 55 uh, But anyway, the, uh, if you want it, their stuff goes on all weekend long, Saturday and Sunday even. And it's a very aggressive schedule, so you want to take, eat well, sleep as much as you can, Get your vitamins, <laughs> and it's a weekend-long schedule. That's this next weekend, folks, so September 16th, 17th, and 18th. So uh, if you want to get all the sort of details, it's Gay Day San, uh, what's it, San Anaheim? Yeah, San Anaheim Info. Gay Days San S-A-N-A, -A, San Anaheim. I don't know why they say San Anaheim. But Gay Days, oh, I guess it's Anaheim. Gay Days Anaheim Info. Gay Days Anaheim Info. Or you just Google Gay Days Anaheim and you'll get there. And uh, there's there's a long schedule and uh, check it out. That's what you that's what you might be want, want to be doing this next weekend. Coming right up. So... Yeah, uh, I'm not a paid advertiser. I'm just putting, getting the word out there because I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I went to, was it last year? The year before, I think I went to Gay Day at Disney just on Saturday. And there were a lot of red, everyone wears red um, shirts to identify. Well, <laughs> some people don't need to identify, let me tell you. <laughs> but, but uh, it was heartwarming. There were a lot of uh, families um, there, and it was a lot of fun. So there you go. There you have it. 
gay days at Anaheim. Uh, the, um, you know, the queen died. I wanted to mention that again. And I, uh, I, I did go to her golden Jubilee, not her platinum one, but her golden, which was her 50th, which was what, 20 years ago, a little more than 20 years ago. And that was a blast. Uh, I went with some Brits. <laughs> they knew their way around. And uh, uh, a lot of, um, there was a lot of entertainment going on. I don't know, it's, it was just a very special time. I, I really enjoyed it. But anyway, she, um, I got curious about what's this Commonwealth thing that they got going. Does it mean they got a lot of money or, you know, and. So I wanted to I wanted to mention because I think it's it's interesting. I think a lot of uh, us Americans don't understand what what the Commonwealth is. It's not in the monarchy. Um, it, it's not um, what we might have thought. But I the the British Empire was the largest uh, empire in the world, and will unless something drastic happens, will never ever be one as large as the British Empire was. And it was under Queen Elizabeth, <clears throat> was it, or Victoria? I get confused now. But anyway, and it was a female. <clears throat> and India was uh, <clears throat> a country. So many of them have become independent from the the British reign. But uh, So Commonwealth nations have scrapped colonial air. I always talk about the Commonwealth nations of which they are, there are 56 in the world. And um, in Africa, there's uh, Kenya and well, there's a bunch. Um, there's 2.5 billion people population. 32 of the 42 small states of the Commonwealth are Commonwealth members, each with a population of 1.5 million. And there are 56 independent countries make up the Commonwealth in Africa, Asia, Americas, Europe, and the Pacific. 32 of the, four, of the world's 42 uh, small states are Commonwealth members, each with a population of 1.5 uh, million. 2.5 billion um, citizens live in the Commonwealth countries. Commonwealth countries are diverse and are among the world's largest, smallest, richest, and poorest countries. Together, they work to uh, pursue common goals and values. Small states are especially vulnerable to issues such as climate change and developmental challenges. All Commonwealth members have an equal say, regardless of size or wealth. Leaders of members of member countries shape Commonwealth policies and priorities. Every two years, they meet at the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. It seems like that I have more meetings more than every two years. <laughs> well, maybe they don't do a lot of business. Anyway. It's an older kind of um, dealy-wop. So when when the British Empire was huge, they did have uh, 
besides governance, they had a lot of uh, issues with LGBTQ. And so there, there was kind of a colonial era. Uh, they called it colonial era with it when it came to the sexual rules and particularly the gay attitudes. So Commonwealth nations have scrapped colonial era gay sex bans during Queen Elizabeth's reign. So the queen that just passed, uh, she changed a lot of that to our benefit. And so with that regard, I, I think that's that's great. Queen Elizabeth's 70-year reign saw a wave of Commonwealth countries remove laws criminalizing gay sex, most of which were introduced when they're part of the British Empire, like I said, the largest more than a dozen Commonwealth nations, a club of mainly former colonies, have decriminalized consensual gay sex since Britain relaxed its own laws in 1967. Uh, but bans on same-sex relations remain in many Commonwealth countries, which Queen Elizabeth headed in a ceremonial role, which is predominantly what it is. Here is a timeline of major events to weaken or remove bans on gay sex in Britain and its former colonies during Queen Elizabeth's rule from 1952 to, to 2022. So it goes on from 1957 to, to 2022, and it, it identifies what changes have happened in those years. Um, and it shows gay sex in 1967 is partially decriminalized in England and Wales for consenting men age 21 and and over in private for heterosexual couples, the age of consent is 16. Hmm. In 69, Canada uh, decriminalizes gay sex. Uh, in 1980, gay sex is partially decriminalized in Scotland. In uh, Botswana, 2019, rules that criminalize gay sex relations are un considered unconstitutional. And in 2022, high courts in both Antigua and Barbuda and its neighboring island state, Kits and Nevis, declare that laws criminalizing LGBTQ people are unconstitutional. And in 2022, Singapore announces it will repeal a law that bans gay sex. So there is some progress that has been made. And uh, for all those years that, wow. It lists it all, all, how many, I guess there's probably 30 different times where that was rescinded, which um, I think is cause for celebration. <laughs> yes, let's celebrate here on KXFM. <laughs> oh, I, I, there's, it seems like I'm missing some other events that I need to talk about here and I don't have, I don't have a, a good list in front of me, but um, there is another uh, item that's going on that I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. This, uh, I think, uh, my friend, uh, my news source in uh, L.A., who keeps prompting me with news. Uh, the Biazzo, <laughs> the Biazzo news, news source. A new PAC has launched to campaign against anti-LGBTQ candidates. So, you know, a PAC, a uh, political PAC is a political action organization. And there's a lot of them. Most of them are have, uh, historically have been anti this, anti that. And I, I would say a lot of them are, um, are 
Republican, but there are some Democratic ones. And now there's a new one. <laughs> Fight fire with fire, I guess. Uh, as Republicans continue to threaten LGBTQ rights, a group of politicians and strategists have launched a new super PAC focused on keeping right-wing candidates out of office. Mm, that's interesting. Rather than electing pro-LGBTQ candidates, Agenda PAC is devoting is devoted to campaigning against politicians who threaten LGBTQ communities. The group is founded by political communications strategist Ted Bordelone, uh, who serves as an executive director, uh, as its executive director. Prominent Pennsylvanian LGBTQ politician states House Representative Malcolm Kenyatta, Democrat, is the board chair. Kenyatta has long been considered a rising star in the Democratic Party and in 2018 became the first LGBTQ person of color to be elected to the Pennsylvania General Assembly at the age of 28. So I guess what they're going to point out is some hypocrisies. And I don't like negative uh, actions, but I think when it comes to hypocrisy that perhaps it's warranted. I mean. If you're going to say one thing and do another, or vice versa, um, I don't think that's right. <laughs> if you were selling cars and saying one thing and doing another, I think you'd go to jail. So there. <laughs> oh, okay. And on, on that note, and I'm unanimous in that. Um, what else do I have here? Oh, all the Commonwealth countries. Yeah, well, we went over that. Yeah, there's a lot of them. But it's mostly um, okay. Moving on to Texas. You know, there there's a, there was a uh, news a a mini documentary about the <laughs> about how much it apparently. Uh, Political politicians in Texas like to diss California. <laughs> and I just, it was laughable. I just, you know, uh, for, through all their criticism, California has, if you want to drill down and talk about the economy and the balanced budget lately and all the things that are, as a country, if you had to compare it or if you had to compare it to many other states and its economy and its, uh, and all the good things it's doing, um, you'd, you, you're in the top percent here, but that doesn't get, that doesn't make news, uh, news sources, you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so Texas judge, this is what's going on in Texas, which I find is just really disheartening. Now there's a drug that is, is being used, uh, if, uh, by gay people called prep. And I don't know, a lot of people don't, I found out, don't know about it, but Katie Porter went before, uh, asked some of the drug manufacturers about it. Um, I did not know this, and it's very interesting, but the, the research was paid for or funded through our taxpayer dollars. And uh, it's, it's IP, intellectual property. It's protected. It's uh, owned by the public. But the big pharma can, can uh, sell it. And they sell it in the United States, although you can get it in other countries, uh, 
for about 10% of the cost that you might get it in the United States. So that's a little questionable. Um, if everyone took prep for say, I mean, and I mean like 90% of the people that are, that have cause to think that they might need it, AIDS would go away. It would be gone. It would not be able to replicate, which be like polio. You, you could eradicate it. Um, and it would be, that's a great thing, but it's not being used that way. It's being used. If you think you might catch it, you can take it so that you won't get it. And you can buy it for that purpose. So it's being sold as a precautionary medicine so that you won't get HIV if you're active in, uh, in if your activity might bring you, uh, the opportunity to contract it, your sexual activity, straight, gay, doesn't matter. So she brought up the fact that why isn't this being used in a way, one, to eradicate the scourge of HIV, and two, why is it so more, much more expensive? And the big pharma, were, which to me, this the whole thing of big pharma really needs to be drilled down uh, and sorted out and... Um, there's a lot more going on. Seem, it appears to me that uh, below, beneath the surface or behind the curtain that we need to look at. Maybe there's a lot less there than what I think, but it's certainly time to knock on that door and um, get it out there because what few things on the surface uh, we can see make it uh, appear that we need to look a little further. With that, I've gone way off task here about Texas and what's going on. So they feel that um, the um, Affordable Care Act, which um, says that this is uh, a medicine, which PrEP can be covered under the uh, Affordable Care Act as a, um, as a, uh, <clears throat> and medicine that can be paid for under the Affordable Care Act. They're saying that uh, the organizations of the religious organizations are saying that it's an infringement on their religion to allow that drug to be prescribed because it's primarily for homosexuals and uh, it promotes homosexuality because with that drug, you can take it and be uh, more safe in your promiscuous sex. And that um, they don't believe homosexuality is uh, in religiously, it's an abomination and it promotes homosexuality. And so they brought a, a lawsuit. District uh, judge in Texas with a long record of extreme rulings against the Affordable Care Act and against LGBTQ equality today managed to attack both them at once, striking down an ACA requirement that insurance policies cover pre-exposure prophylaxis, oh, prophylaxis, okay, or PrEP, which prevents uh, the transmission of HIV virus. Judge Reed O'Connor's Oh my, asinine, <laughs> a 
that's what it says. And sure to be overturned opinion is peak 2022 republicanism striking down a scientifically grounded public health rule on the basis of a tendentious, implausible, and simply wrong readings of politics and even religion. That was in the Daily Beast. Of, that's what's going on in Texas. I've heard them, they're working on this for some time. Something to chew on. <laughs> oh, my. Now, this is another. Um, oh, you know, I've heard this right, this ultra-conservative thing about, oh, this bullying thing. Everyone kid gets bullied in high school, and it's nothing to, to why should we be so sensitive, the wallflowers, and it's part of growing up, learn to defend yourself, and yada, 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 yada. Okay, yeah, that's right, you know. Teen suicides are a clarion call to protect queer children. This is in um, South Africa. A queer community is still reeling from the tragic death of Trio Molasi. A Soweto teenager took his own life on the 16th of August after he was allegedly humiliated by a student teacher because of his sexuality. The Guantag Department of Education has suspended the associated student teacher amidst investigation by the South African Council for Educators Officer. This is not the first time a student has committed suicide this year after being bullied at school. For example, Lukanyo Jango, a 14-year-old learner in the Eastern Cape, committed suicide in August after being bullied at school. Similarly, in June, Mapo Alpha Wajoa took his life after being consistently bullied at school. These deaths highlight the continued lack of safety and inclusion in South African schools for queer youths. Now, I might suppose this argument about being gay and being bullied and or just being bullied when you're perhaps when you're straight. And I don't want to di diminish issues of straights being bullied and, and their own issues. But when you're gay and you're being bullied and you realize as many times as you want to change your attitude and maybe examine what you're doing and thinking that you're being bullied because of it, you can't change it. It's part of you. It's your DNA, like the color of your eyes or your skin. And as much as you want to change it and as many times as you're bullied, it just seems to get worse. It, you and your bullies can't understand it. You can't understand it. And it seems no one can understand it. Your parents, your pastor, your anyone you turn to. And there, there goes the difference. Now, if you're, if you're being bullied because, and, and you're, you're straight and because you wear some crazy shoes or you you maybe look a little odd or you speak a little funny, it seems you can mitigate it or you can change or you can, I, it seems like it's an issue that's more, uh, you can deal with it more. But being gay is not something you can change. And when you realize that, and you realize that you're going to be bullied and bullied and bullied, 
you feel hopeless. You feel, what can you do? You know, where can you turn? And when you turn to, uh, in old years ago, you would turn to find out it's illegal, it's immoral, and it's an illness. All those things, you know. Now it's not necessarily considered an illness. It can still be considered immoral by a lot of people. But and it's less and less illegal, but still illegal in some places. So uh, it's, I guess, less of an issue. But still, if you're being bullied it's and you're gay, it is, I feel, a bit more traumatic than not being gay and being bullied for something else, you know? Maybe the clothes you wear, you know? Um, I know some kids were bullied for some very horrible things. Um, just because they were different, they had physical deformities, or they had uh, they were handicapped or were challenged, as we say, and that's not fair either. So, with that note, if anyone's listening, I'm going to give the Trevor phone number out there, the Trevor Project, which helps youth and brings them together in a good, positive way, with uh, that the love is still out there. Um, 866-488-7386, Trevor Project, 866-488-7386. Not too long ago, about, um, uh, about, oh, almost a year now, nine months, almost a year ago, uh, a young man up in Washington State, uh, or no, in Idaho, near uh, Twin Falls, broke into his high school, wrote a note to his uh, best friend and left a note to his parents and drove his car into the river and drowned himself. And he was 16. And to me, he was obviously gay. And you never know. Um, And it's a very religious, very... um, Mormon community. I don't, although I don't know that it was Mormon, but I saw them interview the parents and I felt uh, it was tragic all the way around. Such a, such a life loss for such um, stupid reasons, really stupid. I mean, illogical, uh, such a waste, such a waste of a vibrant young person. for all the wrong reasons, it, um, they just get past that one spot. And I think a lot of kids get past it, but a few don't. And those few that don't, it's, it is truly tragic. So so go out and celebrate this next weekend at Gay Days in Anaheim and, <laughs> and take all your friends that you can with you and, <laughs> and, and wear that red shirt and smile at everyone and say wonderful things uh, to everyone. So there you go. Uh, and I'm unanimous in that. So, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, is my time up? Oh, it is. Well, that is Craig Cooley. I did have, did I have one more news article here worth mentioning? Uh, Texas judge letting gay men die is religious freedom. Oh, I think I might save that for next. 
for the next one. Oh, yeah, here's some other news. Iran sentences two gay rights activists to death. I'll end on that one. How about that? Two female gay rights activists sentenced to death. Anyway, um, it goes on and on and on. Oh, I have a caller. Shall I take it live and see what happens? <laughs> this is Craig? Yes. I will. Do you want to tell them yourself? No? Okay. Hold on. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I got you on now. Now you're live. Hey, Craig, it's Ida May. I just wanted to let everybody... Well, that's such a good show about bullying. I, I have so much respect for what you're saying and what you're preaching out there. Well, so thank you. Bless your... <laughs> I do. I do. Rainbow Radio lives on. Uh, I can't come in today. I'm, I'm a grandmother, and uh, I just want my listeners to know Ida May won't be there, and I appreciate you putting me on the air to say that. Well, gran grannyism is a very honorable thing, I tell you. <laughs> so go ahead and be grannyism. <laughs> I am the grannyist, and uh, it, it is such an honor and such a pleasure and a delight, I can't tell you. So I will see you in the studio, my partner, next week. All right, my dear. Thanks for calling in. And, I'll, and I'm sure everyone knows now where you are and what you're up to. <laughs> well, carry on. All right. Dear. Thank you. And, and radio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. KXFM Craig, Rainbow Radio signing off. We're going to let uh, her music take over here for the next hour or so for her program. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be here next week on KXFM 104.7.